Hey, hey humans, it's your girl, Chaka Thunder, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chak. All right, dudes. So this podcast is actually, this episode is actually a day later than I was originally planning to release it. Um, and it was a random um, episode. Yesterday was Father's Day, and so I was spending time with my parents in the evening. And because the sun goes down much later, I lost track of time, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So by the time I got back home, it was too late to record. I was like tired, so I'm doing it now. And um, yesterday was June twentieth. Father's Day. And on Father's Day 2020, it was a pandemic year, of course. I guess it still is. Um, But this day last year was when I went numb from my pretty much my torso up. My both my arms were really numb. My midsection was numb my chest, all of that, couldn't feel anything. It was like when you were asleep and you wake up and it's like a little tingly. It was like that times 10, times a million. My hands were so, so heavy. And um, I had just gotten hired at a school, a private uh, kinder. I think I was teaching private pre-K or something. I don't remember. But I just remember I got hired and then she gave me either a week or she gave me a little bit of time off before I started and I was like okay whoo maybe you know I'll be able to go to work but I couldn't and I was so numb like I could barely write I mean I went to training and stuff and there was a lot of handwriting and stuff couldn't get it done because I was uh too numb to feel and I just remember being like overwhelmingly fatigued and not knowing what was wrong. I remember, um, I believe that Father's Day last year, I feel like it was a Sunday. And if it wasn't, it was around that time. Um, I just remember giving my dad like an awesome gift, but not really being able to celebrate it. But because of who I am, I had already bagged it up and like wrapped it before I went numb. I just remember that day I had worked out in the garage, in my parents' garage, and I was doing that heavily, you know, like once a day, maybe twice a day, I don't remember, but I was working out heavily, and then um, when I came inside, I remember laying on my bed, and then boom, first it happened in my uh, left arm, and it started like in my bicep area, it was like a weird tingling feeling, and then it immediately transferred over and I went numb within seconds and I remember um trying to do my hair because I used to um I used to wear my hair natural you know and I still do but I have been wearing wigs since I want to say like the beginning of this year or the end of last year maybe like November of last year, I don't even know, like after I got out of the hospital, so that would be December of last year, um, the second time, the first time I 
just still went natural, but I couldn't, my motor skills were so off. Like I couldn't, I used to wear scarves a lot, like, you know, like big top knots on the top of your head. Couldn't do that. I couldn't do, I used to wear lashes, stopped wearing lashes. I was worried about my contacts. Couldn't put those in my eyes. Um, or I never took them out. I was like, if I take them out, that's it. And I remember one day I accidentally bonked my eye and it boom, flicked out. And then shortly after that, I went to the hospital. Um, so pretty much like June, July, and then the beginning of August. So like the rest of the summer, I was like numb and miserable. Um, this is when like, I couldn't, I couldn't use my lighter. Like, I think I was like a heavy smoker of pot, you know, then. And I couldn't, like, light the lighter. And, um, like, it was, I feel like a sign. Like, I couldn't open jars. I couldn't pour water. Like, my motor skills were off. I kept dropping everything. I remember starting working. And the school that I was working at was like around the corner from my parents' house. So it was very close. So I would go home during lunch, but it would, you know, it was like very short. By the time I got home, I was so exhausted. I remember like wanting to pee, like always having to pee, but like not being able to control it. Now I understand why, right? After over a year of figuring it out, I understand now, right? Um, so that was a very eerie time for me. It was just like everything was going down. I remember recording an episode with um, my boy Demariel. And, you know, shortly after that, I, you know, went to the hospital. And I know if you listen to other episodes about I talk about this, about, you know, when I I kind of went MIA for a while because I was very, very embarrassed about what was happening. But my, you know, my walking was pretty much doing fine right and I remember going to school like where I was teaching and I remember being out on the playground once and just like falling I remember just like walking and then like falling like tripping over air like how like girls be doing and like remember that movie scary movie when Drew Barrymore is like running and she trips on like the air and falls it's so annoying I used to hate that in movies but that happened to me on the playground and my students were like oh Miss Michelle you're so funny you're so silly like they all always thought I was being silly like I was trying to be funny but I was like no I'm not trying to be funny and that's when masks you know were like a big deal and I hadn't I hadn't been in like a working environment for a while because you know the pandemic and I got to this point where I was like, okay, I'm tired of unemployment. I didn't hate it. It was nice money, but I was like, I can't keep living like this. So that's why I started working. I'm I'm that I'm a person who always has to have some type of job, you know? Um, working for myself or working for others. And during this time I was I was working for myself, reading like children's books to kids, you know, that was that was like an awesome Um, form of income for a while and I was actually talking to a friend about that today and she was like you should um, think about doing that again and I'm like hmm (laughs) but anyways um so yeah um so that was happening and I just remember like trying to serve them food and I would always spill it you know or try to pour them milk and I would spill it 
and I would always pray like every time it was time to open containers and stuff because they were already hard to open but then like try adding like numb hands and I remember they would give me lesson plan breaks and I would just be so dead tired like I couldn't write what what we were supposed to do for the lesson and it was just embarrassing and I would always write like sorry if you can't read this I have nerve damage because to me that's that's the only thing I could think of it being I didn't know it was MS I had no idea um but it just kind of got worse like my motor skills were off I my mom had to like make me food and like it was like I was a kid like mommy can you cut my meat like I couldn't do anything I'm not kidding and so I'm looking back now it's been a over a year later and I think I probably recorded some episodes after this um while I was still numb, you know, but I didn't understand, you know, I think those, I think I was, uh, real solemn in those episodes. I mean, I don't even know what I was talking about. I don't even remember. I have to go back and listen to how I felt. So, um, I recommend you guys to go back and listen to episodes that I posted in June, July. Um, because I think I stopped in July Um, because shortly after that, that very next month, you know, I went to the hospital and that's when I was diagnosed, you know? Um, so it's just crazy that it's been over a year later. Some stuff that's happened is like, I had, I just sent in an audition tape to a theater that I work for consistently. Um, or I don't want to say consistently, but like often, you know, I work for this company and, I didn't want to submit, I didn't want to audition for this, but I had a few friends tell me, and then, um, I feel like God told me, like, do it, um, send in an audition tape, and I want to say my mom did as well, just to show, um, theaters that, you know, I'm able to stand, I'm able to sing, um, but I, even when I watched the audition tape, I was like, oh my goodness, I overshot that note. I think I tried too hard or whatever, you know? Um, I found out last night that I didn't get a call back. And I've learned like, oh, you know, it's, it's sad, you know, cause I love working for this company. Like um, the people there are awesome. The pay is usually good, but there's a reason why. And I feel like, you know, old Michelle, this time last year would be sad and crying and I was super I mean suicidal suicide thoughts run in my head like often but it's been a long time guys since I have felt like killing myself (laughs) okay that's really sad I would say March March April has been the last time that I really thought heavily about those things I mean I don't think about that much anymore and I I thank God for that because wow like I didn't even think about that but like you know when I read the email it was like right before I went to bed and I was like oh okay well at least now I know and I texted my friends who had asked me um I was like hey guys I didn't I didn't get a call back but that's okay because you know there that just means that another door is going to be opened you know what I mean and I don't know what that is I don't know what that looks like but God does and that's all I can do right um so that happened and I'm just thinking like wow old Michelle maybe I would be crying maybe I'd be sad but it's just like a leaf that you know you turn over and you move on like that's the part of auditioning that's the part of being an actor it's like 80 percent auditioning 20 percent you know 
uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. I'm like, I forget the percentage. It's kind of like, I think I was thinking about nutrition, which is 80% what you eat, 20% working out. Um, Same with auditioning. It's like a lot of the times it's auditioning. It's not even getting the part. It's probably 20% working, 80% auditioning, meaning you you audition more than you do work. I mean, in my case, it's like, yeah, I would say that like maybe 60, 40, because sometimes, oftentimes, which is really amazing. And this is whole, a whole nother thing that has nothing to do with the numbness. But I just remember going numb and then being in the hospital and feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to perform again, you know. And this time, the first time I was in the hospital, it was we were still heavily in COVID, like the pandemic was just taken off like more so it started in March March 13th I think is when they shut things down officially but in I just remember being in the hospital and being like oh my god I'm never gonna perform again but I was in a zoom play uh September the 5th and I had gotten out of the hospital like September 1st or something I can't remember and that's crazy. I was like, okay, it's a Zoom play. I remember getting a lot of notes like, can you read this? Like you're not reading it for the first time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I was like, how do I tell her that uh, I was in the hospital? And, you know, I'm saying like, I didn't want to use it as an excuse, you know, but it was, it was a big deal. And I was like, this girl hates me, you know, but I don't know if she does or not, but she's awesome. But anyways, um, but that was a funny Situation. I'm thinking about that now, and I'm thinking about how here I am a whole year later, and um, weeks ago, two people out of nowhere contacted me, and they were like, "Hey, we really want you to be um, a part of this production." You and I had done it like twice um, previously before this, and they were like, "We really want you to play this part. They really love you in this part, you know. So we want to keep you in this role." but blah 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 you know and I was like yeah I'll do that of course I mean I really love this show I really love it I don't know the music's really amazing and it's heartfelt you know I love it and every time I'm in it it's like a really trivial or like turning point in my life when this show um like performs and when it goes up so I'm really honored to do it again And then after her, I had another friend contact me about this play. She's been written in, she's been writing it for years and she's asked me to do it for years. And I've said no because I'm usually, I was usually in another show or I didn't want to, um, I just didn't want to occupy myself with that particular show or whatever it was. I was saying no, because usually I say no because I'm booked, you know, or whatever. There's a conflict or whatever. Um, but this time, I was like, yeah, I'll do it this time. I'm going to take it because this is something that she really has asked me to do often. And I did it before as like one of the friends, you know, and I got good feedback Um, or they wanted more. They wanted to know more about the character I was playing, not necessarily me, but that character's story. And so that was cool. But this time I'll be playing a completely different character and um, I'm like, okay, wow, like people know that I've been in the hospital or whatever. 
some people know why some people don't you know some people have no idea but the fact that these people are still seeing me as an artist and they still want me to do work for them to tell their stories is is an honor <clears throat> it's an honor and it's it's awesome so um so that had I had all those things in my head or like I had booked all, the, all those gigs right two gigs randomly and someone wants me to sing at their church um coming up so that's also pretty cool too and I've done this before this church I really enjoy I love going to this church it's like um um the church is like a strong gay uh demographic like most people in this congregation or of the LGBTQ community and I love that because to me it's like to be LGBTQ has enough turmoil and trials and adversity that you deal with every day and then on top of that you're choosing to love God and follow God and you know represent Jesus so people are already hating and don't be black don't be no woman because that's enough right that's that's more. And so I commend them. And every time I go, like the first couple of times, like my very first times, I was a little shook, but not like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing here. But it was just like, because I was, I was shook to tears. I was moved. It was so, it was such a moving service that I, I loved being there. And I went back every time I was invited because why not? And so I love that my first time being in church you know, I I watch virtual church on Sundays, but this is the first time that I'll actually be in a service. And I love that it's this church. You know, I love that. It's just like, wow, what a difference a year has made. And, you know, I'm still numb, but it's only in my palms, the palms of my hands. Right. But I can I can wear scarves again, tie them up. I can put lashes on again, nose ring back in, um, contacts in my eyes, um, and I haven't tried doing my hair. I have it twisted now. I'm, I'm low-key trying to grow locks, but they're like in that very beginning stage. Um, so I still wear wigs because I'm a theater kid and I'm a black woman and I love wigs. Um, but, you know, I will rock a bad wig in a minute. Like, ooh, girl, throw that out. But I have a lot, a lot more wigs than I you thought I would have. But I threw a lot of wigs away when I moved into this apartment. But... Um, but I have some, some cool wigs, like natural hair wigs and stuff like that, random wigs, you know, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm just thinking like, wow, what a difference a year makes. So that's really, um, really like what I would just wanted to kind of like bring up is just this MS journey guys has been a journey and it's not over this is you know my life now you know what I mean and uh there are little things that I still struggle with doing you know a little bit but like my right shoulder used to be very um painful like lifting weights and stuff made it painful but as of right now it feels great I don't know why I'm not complaining I'm not questioning I'm just thankful you know that it doesn't hurt, you know, it would hurt to like move a certain way or whatever. It would be weird, but and, like working out and stuff. But right, as of this moment, it's totally fine. And I love it. Um, 
So that's that. Yesterday was Father's Day, and that was really cool. That was a good time. And the day before that was Juneteenth, right? And they're going to make it a federal holiday next year. Like, officially, people will be taking off work. There's a lot of um, drama around that because they're like, white people going to be taking off work? Like, but y'all don't want to do nothing. Y'all don't want nothing to do with slavery, but y'all going to take that day off, you know? Um, It's like, I guess that's cool. We should have been done had a day off. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, a lot of us as black people really just want reparations. And um, that reminds me of that show, The Watchmen. When they call them Redfordations, I think is what they call them in that show. I can't remember. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It feels like. A dream like that ain't gonna happen, you know what I'm saying? But it's good to think about. But um, I'm like Juneteenth. Juneteenth was so lit, y'all. Like, I mean, I didn't do much. I did a lot of stuff in my house. I wore Africa a cute African top and played African music all day and night. And, uh, but like people kept sending me flyers and events like, come to this, go to that, go to this, do that. And it was lit this summer though. Last summer, y'all summer was closed. I remember we used to yell and scream on our Facebooks. Like how they going to be at the beach? How they going to be at the lake with no mask on around all those people, you know, and cases was just going up and up and up this summer. More people, most people have vaccinations now, which is so amazing. I remember thinking, like a vaccine is like a dream. It's going to be forever till we get a vaccine. They got that vaccine out so quick, boy. Um, and now people are just really like having the summer. But what I really love about this is like people are still talking about hot girl summer, but nowhere near as much. People now are just talking about sane girl summer, uh, you know, big girl summer, you know, stuff like that, because, you know, during covid so many people's bodies went through so much stuff um you know it was it was kind of a traumatic year for a lot of people and especially for myself like learning how to walk again and actually 2020 was the year of me learning how to walk and I didn't finish learning how to walk until 2021 you know um but then it was in the middle of covid you know I'm like, what else? You know, so much. So people were eating, eating, eating. And that's when I was like, I'm going to work out because I know myself. I can eat, 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 eat. And you give me this unemployment check. I'm about to order all this food. So let me stop and let me just work out, you know. And I think I overdid it because my I sent my body into this crazy numb session. I don't know. It was like 2018 all over again. But at least in 2018, luckily, I never lost my ability to to walk. I could still walk because I was in a musical when this happened at Zilker Park. So when opening night came, I couldn't feel a thing, child. Couldn't feel a thing. I don't even know when my numbness left. I think it was in the middle of the school year. I had left that year. October 12th was my last day teaching. And I'm kind of glad that I went home to my parents after that, because shortly after that was the pandemic. So I'm glad I was 
at my parents' house already, you know, because I can't imagine being alone by myself with all that happening. But um, I just wanted to do a brief check-in, drop-in, and say, what up? I'm thinking about y'all. Y'all, everybody's awesome. Everything is awesome. God is good. He's still good. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to, like check in and be like oh my goodness like you know it's like the anniversary of of the numbness right and I I really can't believe that that happened and but at the same time I can because life is very unpredictable and um it keeps you on your toes for sure um but I'm working out a lot today. I'm like, do I want to? Because I went to bed later than I have been, like past 10 o'clock. I think I went to bed around midnight last night. It was probably after midnight because I was watching a show on TV, which I'll talk about when we when I, when I do my segments. Because I haven't done my segments in a minute, y'all. So I'm going to get back to that. But uh, yeah, I slept late. And then I woke up and then I laid in bed until right before I had to leave, y'all. So I barely, you know what I'm saying? I I usually work out in the mornings before I go to work and then a little bit after work. But today I didn't do none of that. And I'm like, do I want to take a rest day today? I took a rest day yesterday. And I'm like, I try not to go more than three days without working out. Um, And then if I do work out, I try to do at least 10 minutes because... 10 minutes of high intensity because that's better than nothing. Um, Every little bit counts and you work out because you love it, not because you hate your body. You work out because you want to be good to your body, not because you hate it. That's what I have to tell myself. And I saw a quote, another quote that was like, you're not fat. You just have fat. Your body has fat. But you're not fat and it's like you have fingernails, but you're not a fingernail. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to say that about yourself. Like we put all these labels, we let these people define us for us. And so we then we start believing that and being like, yeah, and I have to just love myself more than I treat myself because considering everything that my body has gone through, I have to be more gentle to myself. Um, kinder to myself I don't know why I have such high expectations for me I don't know where that came from I guess childhood and but it's like okay you're 34 now like how long are you gonna use that childhood as an alibi you know or as an excuse to you know what I'm saying like keep you trapped keep you in your traumatic cycle you don't need to like I dare you to step out of that I'm talking to me but I'm also talking to anybody listening um because you know why are we doing that to ourselves like literally our time on this earth is so temporary it's so short it's gone before we know it I mean I have friends who lost loved ones still like in May April from COVID they died they're still dying from COVID, like, it's still going around, it's still serious out here, you're here one day, you gone the next, it's kind of amazing, so, 
Um, you know, it's the thing that people are saying now, but give people their flowers while they're here. And that's why I have this podcast, because if nobody's going to give me flowers, I'm going to give myself some flowers. Okay. Um, and on that, we're going to take a quick break and then I'll come back and we'll do quick segments of listen, read, watch. All right. Okay, welcome back. So, we're going to talk about quickly, like, listen, read, watch. So, what I'm listening to. Um, Alright, I'm listening to hella podcasts, right? I love podcasts. It's my thing. And I'm listening to a few. One of them I just started randomly called Story Corps. And I haven't really, really dived into that yet. But, um... It's just basically people telling their stories about, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? Like this decisions they have to make or like, you know, fights they've had or people they love, you know, things like that. Speaking of love, there's another podcast that I like called This Is Love. These are like Radiotopia ones, except they're either NPR or Radiotopia. Most of them. Radiotopia has some shows, y'all, that are good. And This Is Love is one of those. I really love that um, show because the stories are just so, like, amazing. And sometimes it's like, This Is Love, like, a girl, you know, saves a whale or helps a whale, baby whale, find the mama whale, you know, or like this one man who lives alone in the middle of nowhere you know somebody visits him and the the lady who runs the podcast like goes to interview him and see how he lives or i i listened to one episode it was like this man who i guess went on the date with this girl and i can't for, remember how they met initially i think maybe they went to school together and he was like her laugh I love the way she laughs and I just remember going to pick her up at her house and then when she opened the door he was like she was beautiful but the woman was blind so you know she didn't necessarily know how she looked right she knew she was blind and then you know they dated and stuff like that and then eventually got married and um they had children I think And then the children were, you know, they could see. But one day the husband started feeling like crazy in his eyes and stuff. And he went partially blind. I think he's partially blind or he's blind as well. But his wife had to, well, I think he was partially blind because his wife had to teach him how to do certain things. Like, here's how you, you know, pick this stuff from the cabinet. This is how you wash dishes or whatever things that she was able to do without seeing she had to teach her husband and he was just like wow I can't believe that you're doing all of this stuff and she just showed him the ropes and it reminded me a lot of me and what I'm going through and how you have to figure out how you're going to open this or that or tie this apron around your waist or 
put your socks on or your shoes on, like you name it. Like I had to figure out how to do all of that again. And I could see, so I can only imagine how they must feel having to figure it out without, you know, vision. And it really just makes me think about um, ableism and how it's kind of a mess, you know, how we treat people and do things um, and say like, quote unquote, normal versus what is not normal? Who's normal? What is normal? You know, and so, you know, that this podcast is like a bunch of random stories about love and not necessarily um, humans who fall in love. It's like one lady, um, she and her wife, like one of the ladies was, she created a version of herself that's like, just like torso up. It's like a talking head, but it's like, you know, for her to keep around after she passes away. It's like a family heirloom, but the the woman talks. It's like Siri if Siri was a person, you know what I mean? But this person had a name and she looked a lot like the woman that she was, you know, representing. She was built by this woman. It was like, a, it was amazing, guys. It's called This Is Love. That's something you should watch. Um, another podcast I listen to is Union Church or Destiny Church uh, with Stephen Chandler. Um, he's an awesome preacher and I think it's in Baltimore, Maryland, um, or the Boston, I'm sorry, the Baltimore area, but it's like, I like that because, you know, Baltimore is like just the history of Baltimore. Um, but anyways, black people in church, but it's, I think it's a, you know, people of all races, colors, genders, whatever go to this church and the messages have been really good but like the thing that I notice is like I feel like there's this big wave of like mega churches and stuff and I don't know if I love that or hate that it's kind of weird to me um it's kind of weird because I'm like how fake is this how real is this like oh no man I'm trying like you know I'm trying to find the right the right places to be and to go because the times we're living in it's like we probably should get connected to the universe because you know who knows and the way this summer is feeling you know they say won't be water but fire next time and chow it's fire outside it's hot um i also listened to elevation church with stephen furtick but i i kind of stopped listening because i'm tripping like i i don't know i'm scared but he's really good. He has good sermons. I really enjoy them. Um, another one that I kind of listen to is called Myelin and Melanin. And I love that. It's about it's the, the two hosts are black women and they have MS, which I love. Myelin and Melanin. It's like myelin sheath is like the thing that starts deteriorating, which messes with your nerves, which causes you to maybe go numb or walk differently or not walk at all like your myelin sheath breaking down and I'm I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in other episodes but it's like a it's a cool podcast where they talk about all kinds of stuff dealing with MS and like how you might feel what your love life going to be like or ha- habits and hobbies it's like really cool so it's just something to check out and it makes me feel more sane because you know I 
my myelin sheath and my melanin. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just it's like two things that I connect with clearly. So I love those things. Those are things that I'm listening to. Now, what am I reading? Oh, I haven't read. I feel like I haven't read anything in a long time. Um, but hold on. Um, pull up my Audible because y'all know how I do. Um, oh, I started reading like Steve Harvey's like Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. I started, but I couldn't finish. My mom recommended it to me, but I was like, ooh, man, like, I don't feel like reading it because I don't want to, like, think about this stuff right now, you know? But I definitely don't think it would hurt me to finish because I love Steve Harvey. He's super profound. He's had a crazy life. Um, And considering where he started to where he is now is, like, amazing and I don't know why I sit and think like that's not going to happen to me. That's impossible. It's like anything is possible, um, especially with God, you know. So I have to consider that and give God more credit than, you know, how I'm. Uh, sorry, I was like, did it stop? No, I, I, I do a lot of yoga now because uh, because I'm realizing the benefits of it, which I didn't know before how important that was. Um, but anyways, another book that I'm reading is Your Brain is Always Listening by Dr. Daniel Amen. Now, you know I love him. Um, but he's talking about each of our we um, our brains. We have dragons like the ancestor dragon or the... It's like, I forget the names of all of them. There's like so many dragons. And you can take this test at the beginning to find out like which dragon are you or which dragons, plural, are you. And I think he said his wife had 10. She had the most at the time. But I feel like I got his wife beat because I had hella dragons. And they are all different types. And they talk about the different types of, you know, the thought, your thought process. And it breaks it down and... I was reading so much of it that I was like, I want to watch How to Train Your Dragon. Because I think that that's like a good metaphor for this book. Like, it's a good analogy. So, I'll probably do that. I don't know where to find it. It's probably on one of the... I got all these streaming platforms. You know what I'm saying? So. But those are the books that I'm reading and watching. Y'all, I started watching this TV show because one of my coworkers told me about it called Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. And um, I didn't know that I would like it this much, but it's actually really good, really funny. Um, it's like a Korean cast. Well, I don't know, like their demographics and reality if they're Korean, but the storyline is they're Korean. They own this gas station. It kind of reminds me of Boss Burgers, how they own a gas station or they own a burger place and they live at the top of it. But it's like this place. They live. They live in the same place where they work, and they, um, you know, they meet a lot of people. They know a lot of people. They're like a neighborhood friendly store. Um, it's in Canada where they, where the show takes place, and I just love it because it's funny. It's like pure simple humor not a lot of bad words or nudity or anything like that it's just like a a funny show 
and I love it. And I love that they are coming out with newer episodes. And I love that, at least on Netflix, I think it's like five seasons, which is amazing. The episodes go quickly. It's not like, oh my gosh, get to the good part. It's like right away, it's funny. From the very first second that the show starts, it's good, you know? And I love that. So I've been watching a lot of that, um, which is another reason why I couldn't sleep because I was up watching that, too much of that. Uh, You know I watch Top Chef. This new season is amazing. I love it. You know I love Kwame. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's, you know, black guy, Nigerian, I think. Um, But also Gregory. I don't know how to say his last name. He's awesome. I think he is... um, what is he? I forget his culture. Golly, this is a shame, guys. I can't remember. I didn't do my homework before I pressed record today. And, I mean, I watch a lot of Top Chef that you, like, know you recognize faces and stuff. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, I know who that is. Or I've seen him before. Or whatever, whatever. And that's really cool. I watch a lot of Top Chef. And I'm not proud to say that I've watched so much Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't love it, but it's like good brainless TV sometimes. Um, they It's kind of amazing how they live, you know. But this is their final season. And I just, they're, I think they're just like, what is it? Um, marathoning it over and over, like on repeat until the world all sees it or whatever. But they're just showing their last season. And it's kind of sad. They I didn't realize they were doing it for like over a decade watching this and it's amazing to see like how the two young girls Kendall and Kylie have grown up and even Chloe, Courtney and Kim just how they have matured as women all they've gone through with men um it makes me feel more human because these women have money or whatever and they they have like the the means to make themselves more beautiful or whatever's more superficial and people still do them dirty, which shows me that like humans, humans gonna be human no matter what, right? Um, and it really just shows me like, wow, like it doesn't matter who you are. Like if people ain't for you, they're not gonna be for you. So that's a- another reason why be there for yourself because people gonna do you dirty whether you like it or not. And love yourself because ain't nobody else gonna love you but you. I mean, better than you, you know? So, I know I struggle with that. It's like wanting attention or affirmation from men or humans, women, you know, like to tell me, hey, I'm cool or I'm beautiful or I'm this or I'm that. It's like, why? Are they God? Are they going to get you to heaven? No. So, why do you care? Um, Do you and just make sure... You know, you're following the rules. And if you're not, break them with with beauty and grace. I don't know. But, yeah, those are my listens, reads, and my watches. And uh, I don't have any unfriends of the week, y'all. Believe it or not. I'm not unfriending nobody. It's also, it's only Monday. So, you know what I'm saying? Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> no, I'm wondering how I'll feel at the end of this week by as this week progresses I'm just I'm hoping for a great week you know and I know that's up to me I choose peace and you'll receive more peace choose happiness and you'll receive 
more happiness. And I just want to leave us with that. Thank you for listening to this super random episode. Kind of pointless, but also amazing. Um, That about sums it up. Stay black. Um, If you're black. (laughs) Um, And that summaries with chat.